Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet. We're here on our last uh, podcast, at least last one with Susan Schramm. Susan, again, we're almost done. Susan, thank you so much for just being faithful and, uh, and being a, an exceptional professional. Well, thank you very much. I have really had fun with this program. This has been a delight to be in a sort of being able to be the armchair to get to see the whole thing, the front office and the back office. You guys have been doing a really professional job. And you actually really helped us shape this from the beginning since last year. So as we conclude today, uh, Susan, uh, before, before, well, I'll save that one for last, but let's start with this morning. Pastor Moore led us with, he called it living with limited resources. That was just such a profound topic. What, what was your key takeaway there? You know, it's interesting because I think, um, again, he's quite convicting in the sense that we as entrepreneurs sometimes start with this sense of, but we don't have enough. And the message was, yes, you do. Even in your scarcity, you have enough to move forward if you're aligned with listening to God first. And um, I think sometimes, uh, you know, here we are tomorrow going to be talking about access to capital. We talk about all these different resources, consult people you want to, you're going to need. but at the end of the day, this idea of coming from a sense of, of not of abundance uh, and not scarcity, I thought was a huge takeaway. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, you know, it was a challenge going after Pastor Moore because they had to try to You You were doing a great job of building on our three dimensions of a global positioning system to navigate crisis. And, uh, what I thought was interesting about your angle, because I thought, okay, you laid this all out yesterday. What are you going to do today? <laughs> and I, what was interesting about it was it was so practical. Yeah. It was so practical. You didn't leave us with any uh, uncertainty that whether it was your relationships, how you build them, whether it was, and the, and the point that you made, which is whether it's capital, what were the three dimensions of uh, yeah. cash, uh, hard assets, and then a relational equity? Yeah, relational equity. I thought that was a really great point because sometimes I think we we definitely uh, lean heavily on the relationship with God, but this idea that everyone you meet is essentially a, a new a door opening and a new set of network. And we in the Nehemiah community were I was looking across you know all these pages and pages of pictures of people and intent. And I thought, and you said we are the network for each other we can and you had that great example the other day of of the one entrepreneur who's now going global years before she ever thought because you put her in contact with the other nehemiah entrepreneurs around the world i mean it's really really struck home and then the other point that i think i took away was that it that our mindset when it came to our mindset that so much is affected by how we allow ourselves to speak and talk to ourselves and uh and the evil one's always lurking and making sure that you 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 don't give yourself an out to have a mindset that isn't focused in the right way. He wants to set up to fight against ourselves, right, right. With, with our mouth. It's funny. So this talk, I was going one direction with my talk for this year. And then you and I had that meeting, which is we need a framework, you know. You, <laughs> and then literally that was our discussion. Mm -hmm. And then I said, okay, I got to shift the message to line up with this. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. It was neat. And then, so after that, we had my, uh, first of all, I hope you love Andy as much as I do. And no, before Andy, actually, Dr. Schlett. Oh, now, yeah. I've had a chance to interview Dr. Schlett a few times. Just great. Her book is amazing. So what do you think of the take she took on pivoting, uh, coming from 
Harvard Business Review yeah. to blending scripture around that? Well, that Shalette, I think at the end of the day, my impression was that this is a woman who is applying, she's walking a secular and spiritual world really, really well, right? Shalette Stewart, Dr. Shalette Stewart, Harvard Business School, like all this really legitimate place, working, worked at Coca-Cola, did all these things. And she talked about the need to pivot and the need to, she gave both, both, um, practical advice like using a SWAT when you're at the point that you need to pivot start with your strengths your weaknesses your opportunities and your threats which is a great framework but she also talked about um, when you're in that moment look for wisdom don't look for directions right that that above above directions like where do I go and I think it's perfect for our GPS idea you know you're sitting there like I'm going down the road hazard where do I go to get around it and her point was step back and look for context, look for mm. wisdom. And that will make a lot of different options play out. I thought that was terrific. And it is a nuance that is subtle, but mm -hmm. a difference maker. When you were sharing, I just thought the imagery of the plane rising above the fray, so you can have that outlook. You know, the, the, you know, the Air Force, right? That, mm -hmm. that, that strategic uh, positioning with the air view, it gives you a competitive advantage in battle. Right, exactly. You know, and and I think we, when we're in a crisis, and then when we're leading in a crisis, you tend to just want to quickly have an answer, and and the what 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 do I do with next best answer? Where the calm that comes from, you know, starting with the word and making sure you've got context, um, was just really powerful, really great. She gave you a lot of really good ideas and and uh, and gave us the invitation to work with, you know. If we have any questions to reach out to her, she's very generous of her time and a person with tremendous credentials. She is. And then we had my good friend from Australia, Andy. You know, Andy. No, New Zealand, not Australia. I'm he's sorry, New <laughs> See, he will kill if I said that. He said, no, not us. It's like the British and the, what's that one next to, next to England? Ireland? Ireland, that's right. Don't confuse those two. That's yeah. war. Yeah, it's a big world to get these come, but it's true because I visited New Zealand and those Kiwis are very clear they are not Australians. That's right. So, Andy, first of all, now think about my daughters. My daughters love Australian and British, Australian accents, but no, Lord Jesus, New Zealand accents. And um, Brother Fresher, he came very simple, but yet very profound. Heaven in business is his message how to bring heaven into every aspect of your business i thought it was marvelous and he you know to build on the point that shalette had made he you know you wonder okay so when i get these insights how do i know they're from god and he talked about crisis in his own business right and the point that i took away so powerfully was um peace mm. when you make a decision and you feel a sense of peace it more likely will be aligned with your with your God, right? It's not necessarily going to be something that keeps stirring with you and go, did I do the right thing? And um, I just thought, you know, he had some really practical ideas of ways to ensure that you're in, you're bringing in the word into everything you do. Um, and he has, he's, he's, he's living it out. I mean, he's applying it into his business and his consulting and everything. He's modeling it. And then, and then we had uh, our very own uh, Tom Mears, ex-board member, and Jennifer, new board members. And, and they really walked us through some of the crises they face and dealing with serve with 
love. Now, you've been through Be Executive, you've read the book and so forth. What were your thoughts there? You know, it's interesting because I think we, we always talk about mission-led companies, right? What's it like to be a mission-led company? And it sounds, in, in today's world, it's like the thing. It's almost like a, uh, a buzzword. Oh, yes, we're mission-led. We're purpose-led. And so the question becomes, how does that show up in difficult times? Mm. Because purpose-led sounds great when it's a poster. That's right. It sounds great when you're giving charitable deduct, you know, charitable contributions, but it really is hard to truly be purpose-led when you're in the middle of a crisis. And they talked about this, you know, whether it was the generations when he was, he was his father-in-law owned the business, and he became he owned the business after his father-in-law. So that in itself could create different styles. And it did. And it did, right? They had very different styles. And uh, then as he moved forward with the business where they had different kinds of crisis with employees, their attitude was um, to, to serve with love. They finally figured out over time that this purpose was bigger than them, that, that when they ran into any decision, they went back to serving with love as what would you do if you serve with love? That meant they their benefits programs were different. That meant that they gave different dis, uh, delegation authority to the local uh, restaurants to be able to serve the community. That meant when they even ran into really difficult conflict coming in from investors, that you know how how do you do how do you deal with that? You deal with that from a point of love, and I believe it. Just you can tell back to this peacefulness. Both Jennifer, next generation beyond Tom, right, the daughter they have a framework for making decisions that will leave them feeling a sense of peace and and um leaving something behind besides the business so i was you know i think we all learned a lot and continue the program that they offer the book that they offer which you can buy on the nehemiah website is just a, a wonderful framework for being a purpose-led company yeah and the do live by example again i'm talking with uh, susan schramm we both go and see nehemiah week and we are in our third day and when we're doing a recap don't forget you can still join tomorrow we'll have the last day of the conference with the investors forum we'll kick it off in the morning and then the next day we'll have an international business plan competition which, by the way that's a free event and then i stated the ministry event that also is a free event so to register, just go to nehemiahweek.com. Nehemiah.com. You register, you get all the recordings from the whole time. That's so right. So even if tomorrow's your first day live, you get to have all the benefit of having the whole week. Uh, you do. It will be that you're on demand. Samantha, Samantha, go to bed. <laughs> Samantha <laughs> says, awesome, awesome day at Nehemiah Week. So blessed. Samantha, thank you. You Thanks for coming in from Singapore. We appreciate that, Samantha. <laughs> You mean Malaysia? Oh, Malaysia. Oh, yeah. See, you get Ireland and England mixed up. I get Malaysia and mixed up. Okay. It is. <laughs> Sam, thank you. Sam has been my PowerPoint maker. She's just so good at it. Thank you so much, Sam, for all your help. And poor girl, she got two other PowerPoints to create before Saturday. So then after Tom went to these breakouts, uh, I let a breakout in French, Yamil yet in, in, in Spanish, and then uh, Deborah and, uh, and 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 Frank right. read it in English. As we now talk, what does it mean to really walk this out practicality? My breakout in French. We really uh, we we kind of walk them through what does it look like. Had Pastor Noel kind of share his experience in in walking it out, and then we kind of had an open discussion. 
around, you know, how would they walk it out, the challenges and the opportunities. It was great. It was so good that they said, we want to see this class in French. We're going to host him and I'm going to co-teach the French server love class so we can get some of our trainers on it. How was it for you in the English class? In the English well, it was interesting because Tom and Jennifer were in the um, breakout that we did. So what was fun was we had people from all over. They're English speaking, but they could be in any part of the world, Canada or the United States or you know anywhere else, including Kenya. And so we ended up with uh, quite an interesting discussion because in Kenya and in the United States, many of us have actually used the content in their, our businesses. And there were some really great examples. One that I thought was interesting was, I didn't know this, but in Kenya, um, only 3% of the population in Kenya has insurance. Mm. And so they, um, their employers don't offer it as part of the benefits program. And so um, they talked about that being something that they're, that they're offering as part of the community center in, in, um, in Kenya and how, when that's what Tom and, and uh, Jennifer were talking about was when you think about your your employees when you're at a point Tom even mortgaged his home um, and we talked about at what point do you put the you put the business versus the the other purposes that you're running the business for uh, in they're in conflict sometimes but if you know your purpose you'll make decisions that aren't necessarily for profit but they are for the bigger good. And that ends up coming back to you. You have more loyal customers, you have more loyal employees, you have more stability, and then they can serve the customers better. So I thought it was a great example of practical decisions people are making to think about this sort of purpose-led model and how it comes back to you in different ways. Now, no wonder they grew to over $100 million a year. I mean, yeah. you know, that makes a difference. And then Shea Bine, uh, came in and she she wrapped it up for the day. She was a powerhouse. Second her second year with us, and people still love her. It's her second year, and um, she. It's interesting because Shay's message has a lot to do. She calls herself the chief fire igniter, <laughs> and she has her message has a lot to do with keeping your your God in your life as you run your business, as you do things, and what she talked about. Uh, this time had a lot to do with in a crisis. Um, how do you do that? And she, in fact, I wrote down her biggest thing that I got was we had spent a lot of time even yesterday talking about, you know, keeping context that your business isn't for you. The mm -hmm. assets aren't for you. They aren't your assets. It's not your business. He's the chief executive officer, what she calls the chief everything officer, the CEO, the chief everything officer. But the one that really hit me was this point that she said, there's a difference between doing it for him mm -hmm. and doing it with him. Right. And she talked about all how you go through your day, sort of whenever you're in a grind, her message was grace over grind. And the fact that grind is when you run in your business all on your own effort. And if you're out of gas, if you're exhausted, if you're tense, if you're, if you're very proud of yourself and not realizing that other purposes you're accomplishing, but at the end of the day, at each juncture during the day, at each juncture during a decision, how do you make sure you're tapping in and he's walking along with you and not feeling like, okay, Lord, I'm doing it for you. There's a little bit of uh, ego in a way. You're sort of like, I'm doing all the right things, right, Lord? It's just for you. No, strap in. I need you right next to me. What are we going to do about this? <laughs> so I just loved how she brings it back to real life. 
Surely the idea of working with God versus for God, just a little nuance, but makes all the difference in the world. Come on to me who are who are who are uh, laden and who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give right. you rest. Right. She mentioned this thing, idea of operating with grace over grind, presence, mindset, and ways, right? And and that to me, and she's talking about this idea of etern being eternally focused with an eternal ROI, enforcement of rhythm of your grace, trying to find that rhythm. So we then wrapped it up with this connect meetings, you know, something that we love to do here in EMI because we realize we are a community. It's really about connecting with others and we gave people more time and I went around all So first, what do you think of the connect meetings? And you know, you know what's cracking me up about this? Um, if you were at a real life conference, you know, that day would end, you would have to go back to your hotel, find a, you know, find somebody to eat dinner or whatever. But on your way back after the meeting ends, you'd be sitting around afterwards talking to people you hadn't met before. And that's exactly how these feel. So you just randomly put into rooms with people with all different languages and you find out that some people, you know, some people had like taken Spanish in high school or French in high school and they were trying out and their English wasn't so great. But what was amazing was the sense of community that we came away with. And, um, and this feeling as if you were just like hanging out with friends. So everybody there was saying, Oh, let's, Let's let's talk about that. We should we should meet on that. You know, it's just so real. So it, it's what makes that community, that sense that you're actually in a place with other people from around the world, is what makes Nehemiah Week just so exceptionally unique. Well said. Um, as I went around the various room, what I realized was this is the middle of the conference. We're about halfway. The walls have come down, mm -hmm. and people are really engaging. They're curious about each other, and what um what's going to happen tomorrow is that now they're family yeah right exactly. well that. some of those people are guys going to start businesses together i swear that's right that's right, that's <laughs> really right. incredible mm -hmm. well susan as we wrap up here so this is our last podcast as you think about last year versus this year what is kind of your thing what what do you think made the difference this year for us and uh you as mc well it's not the it's not unlike being on a bicycle, as you said at one point, we're back on the bicycle and we know how to ride. And I think the world has embraced virtual way more than we might've thought. I don't think, I truly don't think, even as you, I know you're holding a, a live event. When is your live event in Tampa? Uh, January, yeah, Tampa. January in Tampa, you're gonna have a live event, which is great. Um, but I think that the virtual model is powerful. And the fact is we're, we can't let this go. The fact that people can come, it takes away the objections to saying, I'd love to go, but, right? And as a result, if our goal is to really equip entrepreneurs, give them a sense of inspiration and community. I had one guy in one of those, those Connect meetings say, he says, I, I, two weeks ago, I didn't know what this was. And here I am, and I'm going to every single session. And I said, well, what do you think makes it so compelling? And he said, well, I think it's not only that it's professionally run because it's so that we don't miss a minute. I mean, every second we've got this moving along. Uh, and also the, the speakers are very good, but the topics are very timely. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't think I would have necessarily gone to it if you told me two weeks ago, oh, do you want to fly somewhere? Mm -hmm. But I can be here. And it's so timely and I needed this right now. And I just feel like that's the one thing that, we will continue to do as Nehemiah that 
we can bring this community together with reducing the friction and allowing people to step into community in such a way that they really feel like they've been fed and equipped and connected. Wow, let's stop it there. Susan, you don't only MC this year, but you were a sponsor. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You serve us on the on the board with your time, your talents, and your treasure. That's see true. you in 2022. Well, I don't know. You might sign up with somebody else next year, but I really enjoyed being part of this. Thank you so much. Uh, we're, we're, you're stuck with us. Full-time gig? Have <laughs> I signed been... up for a full-time gig? Oh, that's right. No. I'm working with the trees. The, the uh, master persuader. <laughs> because anyway. you bring you bring both content and perspective. And, okay. and it's different. You bring a great balance. And interesting, you and I have the same gift profile. You and I, you is, you and I, D, right? No, C. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's why no wonder. Not, okay. Yeah. We, you have that, that I together, that C and D. Now I see where yeah. that C and D. Well, yeah. I will say that our personalities definitely complement each other, but we both talk too fast for the translators. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We're translating into French and Spanish real time, which is amazing. Yeah. I keep thinking we bought it both, both got to slow it down a little bit. We chase the time, like our speakers are saying. Good luck well, tomorrow with the investor forum. I think it's, I'm going to be watching. It's going to be great. Well, guys, if you don't know about Susan Schramm, go to Go to Market Impact. Uh, she has a, a consulting business where she can help you de-risk your next strategy. She can help you de-risk your current strategy. She can help you de-risk if, if you're thinking about going to a new market, if you're thinking about um, you know addressing your current, you're stuck right now, you're thinking about how to articulate to your stakeholders about the, a process by which they can feel safe about what you're doing or what you're planning on doing. Go to go to market impact and she can help you with that either as a speaker or consultant or coach either way and she has some on-demand programs coming up that also be making cost effective but before we close is, is there a date for your on-demand program yet um i will say that it'll be a 2022 available i'm, I'm piloting right now That's i'm getting right. also the fascinating feedback from mixing online with uh live uh excuse me that's exactly what you're doing. I'm at the feet of people know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for. And I really would love to work with this community. It'd be great. Yeah. Can wait for that because you you you're trying to bring some offerings that are cost effective that allow for people to access you in different ways, including did I hear a book? Including yeah, a book the book's on its way. You know, <laughs> I, I work with CEOs and boards uh, who have decided they're going to shift, and they have this big idea, but they haven't necessarily brought everyone along with them. And uh, and that point, whether it's your investors or your or your employees or your customers, if you're making a shift, it's scary. And I identify the risk. Interestingly enough, no one planned for a pandemic risk, but what we're learning is being good about talking about risk upfront is important. And I think you're you created this wonderful, timely set discussion of thriving in a chaos, which I think the content of which will be great forever. Yes, the, the content from this program will be very, very useful. Wow. Thank you, Susan. Okay. <laughs> yes. Go to go to market impact guys and get to know Susan a lot more. So listen, join us tomorrow. Go now and register. Go to nehemiahweek.com, nehemiahweek.com. Go there and register. Join us tomorrow. We're going to kick it off with a, with a prayer and then a devotional pass to Gabriel from Paris, France. And then we're going to go into a wonderful panel discussion. We've brought in a financial CFO. We've brought in Chuck Prophet from, from, uh, from Cincinnati. And we've brought in John from Kenya. We're going to talk about an entrepreneur, a community leader, and a CFO. What advice can they give us as we navigate through crisis? And then we're going to go into 
Uh, we have uh, Mick Prop Mick Mick Prophet Mick Owens oh, from Cincinnati, from Ohio, not Ohio, from Indianapolis. He's going to talk about his own journey as he dealt with crisis, and that will tee up our investors forum. Three entrepreneurs who are raising capital, one who actually has already raised capital, fully funded, two who are raising new capital, and you're gonna learn about how investors deal with it. Will they raise new capital tomorrow? Will they convince investors to give them more money? We'll see. Join us tomorrow. Go to nehemiahweek.com, nehemiahweek.com. With that said, if you wanna know about the Nehemiah Project, go to nehemiahproject.org or nehemiahecommunity.org. Learn about a training program, a coaching program, access to capital, become a member, because membership does have its benefits. Thank you so much, guys. Let me pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care. And may the Lord enable you to steward them in such a way that one day you'll hear those wonderful words. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Guess what? He'll not make you rule over much. God bless you. Thank you, Susan. Bye. Virtual Global Event of the Year, Nehemiah Week 2023.